Well, praise the Lord. We are still overcomers this morning. Amen. So please continue to pray for the family. And I say thank you in advance for doing so. Those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. Now, I'm just going to jump into the Word with you this morning. In the sanctuary, if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua, chapter number 4. I want to share with you just a few passages of Scripture to begin this morning, and then we're going to go backwards so that we can go forward. I know this morning I probably, by the world standard or the church standard, probably should read to you this morning Proverbs 31 and verse 10 and preach from there, uh, talking about the virtuous woman. Well, I'm, I'm thankful this morning that we have godly women in this house, and we honor you this morning. And I would love to preach about mothers this morning and do those things. But as I was preparing throughout this week and spending time alone with the Lord and just meditating and hearing the wee hours of the morning, this morning, I, I was not released to do that uh, so I'm not going to apologize for it, but I am going to do my best to deliver to you what the Lord has put in my spirit for this morning. So please, I ask that you would indulge me that liberty and that freedom today. We are in a very unique time, a very unique season. And I do not believe that it's beneficial for us to live in the past, but I believe that it is detrimental if we live there, but I do believe it is beneficial if we visit the past and remember the faithfulness of God, the provision of God, the glory of God. So for a few moments this morning, I'm going to do my best to empty myself to you today, and I'm going to preach for a few moments on rediscovering the stones. I want to talk to you today about the forgotten provision. But let us read a passage of Scripture in Joshua chapter number 4, beginning in verse number 4 and the following. It says, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you that when your children asked their fathers in time to come saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. And the children of Israel did so as Joshua commanded and took up twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan. 
as the Lord spake unto Joshua according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel and carried them over with them into the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua set up 12 stones in the midst of Jordan in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the ark of the covenant stood and they are there unto this day. Now just reading this portion of scripture may not have much impact on you this morning, but please let me take the liberty to give us just a backstory so we can go forward. In Joshua chapter number one, you find that Moses, the man of God that has led the children of Israel for nearly 40 years, his time has come. He has departed this life. He's finished his race. But now the word of the Lord comes to Joshua And he simply says, Arise and go over this Jordan. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Every place that you put your foot down, I will be with you. And you can bring this group of people into the place of their inheritance. The Lord was saying to Joshua, Now has come the time for you to go from a place of bondage to a place of promise. And he simply says that if you will not go to the right or to the left, but if you will walk therein and the commandments and the statutes that I give you, chapter 1, verse 8 says, then you will have good success. And we find that as he begins to relay this message to the children of Israel, things began to change. You get into chapter number 2 of the book of Joshua and you read of where he sends out spies. They go into the city of Jericho because just on the other side of the Jordan is the great walled city of Jericho. It was a fortified city. It was impassable. It was not able to be penetrated by the world's standard. The walls was amazing. Uh, It was powerful. It was full of powerful men. Chariots could run across the top and ride across the top of the wall. It was so thick in diameter. It was something that no man was able to penetrate or get through. And therefore, we find that he says, we must see what is really taking place inside of there. The children of Israel was fearful of it. But we find that when the, when the men get into the place of Jericho, that there is a woman by the name of Rahab, and she brings them into her home. And notice what she says in chapter number 2. When she brought these men, she said to them in verse number 9, and she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And we did, unto, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that was on the other side of the Jordan. And, and she goes on, she says, listen, there is fear that's gripping us in such a manner. Nobody's moving, nobody's doing anything. But notice, for 40 years, they'd been wandering around in a wilderness. And all the while, Those in the fortified place was full of fear, saying they're coming after us. We just don't know when. Think about it. Forty years go by. Now, you get to chapter number three, and the Lord says, rise up early in the morning. He said, they're getting ready to be a change take place. He said, you've never been this way before. But he says, get up, sanctify yourself. Because the ark of the Lord is getting ready to move amongst you. I want you to get the priest. I want you to get it mounted on your shoulders. And when it passes through the camp tomorrow, 
You need to tell the people to begin to follow. But don't get too close because you've never done it in this manner. But you're getting ready to see the wonder and the glory and the power of God. We find that as they began to do this, all of a sudden he says, I want the priest to step down into the Jordan. I want them to step down into the bank. And you got to realize it was the time of harvest. The Jordan was out of its banks. It's always running rapid at the time of harvest. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, but we find that as the priest begins to carry, after the people have sanctified themselves, they step into the Jordan River. And all of a sudden, the water begins to stand back. And everything is cut off. And it says when you begin to read throughout this story, that the, that the priests stood still uh, and they stood firm in the midst of the Jordan. And all of a sudden, uh, the children of Israel began to pass over on dry ground. Uh, they had heard about it. except Their, their forefathers had, had told them stories about the glory of God, the power of God. Listen, you got to realize the generation that went into the promise uh, was not the generation that came out of Egypt. Uh, it was only Joshua and Caleb that went into the the promise uh, because uh, of their belief and their faith in God. Uh, but there was a generation that was destroyed in the wilderness, that was lost in the wilderness. Uh, but in the, before their destruction, uh, they'd begin to tell a generation. Uh, they said, you know what? When the Lord delivered us, uh, when the death angel flew over uh, the land of Egypt, uh, we was taken out uh, and we began to see the provision of God. Uh, but then we were shut in by a Red Sea. Uh, Pharaoh's mind the army was behind us. Uh, they was pursuing. We had nothing. Uh, we had no defense. But all of a sudden, uh, something happened. Uh, the man of God lifted up a rod uh, when the Lord told him to. And the waters parted. Uh, and we went on the other side of the Red Sea uh, to this side of the Red Sea. Uh, they in this generation had never walked in that manner. Uh, but now at this time, they had heard the story. Uh, they had heard it over and over. Uh, they had acknowledged it year after year, uh, but they had never experienced it on this manner. Uh, but now uh, we find that as the ark of the Lord uh, is brought into the Jordan, all of a sudden a generation uh, begins to walk on dry ground. Uh, they begin to say this maybe. Uh, well, this is what mama and daddy was talking about when the power of God showed up. Maybe this is what the old saint said uh, happened when the glory of God filled the tabernacle. Uh, they began to experience not just a story but they began to experience uh, the provision uh, and the power of God moving in their presence. Uh, and we find as they began to move, uh, all of a sudden the word of the Lord comes to Joshua again. Uh, everybody has passed over. Uh, everybody is on the other side of the Jordan. Uh, but only the priest is still standing firm. Uh, the waters uh, are still held back. Uh, dry ground is present. Uh, but Joshua says, now I need you to men uh, that I have ordained before this uh, to go back into the Jordan. Uh, you just now came through it, uh, but I need you to go back and I need you to get 12 stones uh, from the place where the priests are standing uh, because we're about to build a memorial. Uh, we're not going to let the next generation forget about it. Uh, we're not going to let the generation after that forget about it. Uh, we're not going to let the generation after that forget about it. Uh, but we are always going to 
remember uh, the faithfulness and the provision of God. Uh, and we find that the Lord said in the place that you lodge tonight, Joshua, I want you to lay these 12 stones uh, and it will forever be recorded uh, that there uh, is a God uh, that is able uh, to bring uh, people to a realm of promise. Uh, and we know the story. Uh, they began to go in, gather the stones, put them on their shoulders. Uh, they bring them out, set them down in the ground, uh, and they're there to this day. Uh, you say, why is that important? Uh, please hear me. Uh, we find ourselves in a time of uncertainty. Uh, we find ourselves in a time of fear. Uh, we find ourselves in a time of evil abounding. Uh, we find ourselves where great depression and deception uh, is flooding our nation. Uh, evil men are trying uh, to accomplish the things that they have dreamed about for years. Uh, other nations of the world uh, are waiting uh, for a window of opportunity uh, to strike us and to bring the greater division uh, and greater harm to us as a nation. Uh, it appears this morning uh, that we have been troubled on every side. Uh, in recent months, we have witnessed our nation uh, coming to a grinding halt. Uh, the church has been labeled uh, as non-essential, uh, not important. Uh, you don't need to pray. Uh, you don't need to worship. Uh, you don't need to come together. Uh, you sure don't need to sing uh, because you might make somebody sick. Oh, really? Uh, all the while, the same people say uh, that casinos are essential. Uh, they also say uh, that liquor stores are essential. Uh, they also say we must make sure uh, that every abortion clinic stays open. Uh, well, I come to tell somebody this morning, uh, even today, uh, while we still have factories closed, uh, while we still have restaurants locked down, uh, while we still have small businesses abandoned, uh, and yes, while we even have houses of worship uh, that is not open today uh, because we think we can do everything uh, virtually. Uh, I'm going to tell you something this morning. Uh, don't be offended, uh, but we got to get back to assembling ourselves together uh, and being the church uh, that God has called us to be. Uh, notice with me, uh, we cannot sit down, uh, we cannot back up, uh, and we sure can't shut up, uh, but we got to begin to proclaim uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord, uh, that he's still the one that's able to deliver and set free, uh, even in the midst of darkness and uncertainty. Uh, as troubling as all of this is today uh, that's going on around us. Uh, I stand here today with a message of hope. Uh, we still uh, are able uh, to overcome. Uh, notice for inside this nation this morning, uh, there's a group of individuals uh, that come from every ethnic group. Uh, they come from every color. Uh, they come from every walk of life. Uh, they have been purchased by the blood of one by the name of Jesus. Uh, they are citizens of another country. And they are still the ones that bring about deliverance in the man through through the man Jesus Christ our Lord. Allow me to remind you: this group is not a people of defeat, but they are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. According to our Bibles this morning, this group is known as the Bride of Christ. They are also known as the redeemed of the Lord. Uh, they are also known as the church. Uh, and can I remind you this morning uh, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against them, uh, but he 
has given them the keys to the kingdom. They have the ability to bind and they have the ability to lose. While you sit there, I'm going to preach this morning. We need to hear the word of the Lord. I come to tell somebody today, it's not over just because they say it's over. But I come to tell you this morning, we got to rediscover the stones because there is power in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. I know the devil's talked to you all week. I know he told you you'd never make it. But I come to tell you, we're not talking about natural stones this morning that Joshua had. But I'm talking about spiritual stones that we have got in our possession today through the Calvary, the experience that Jesus did. Listen, I'm going to tell you this morning, there's a stone of salvation. It means you've been forgiven. You've been redeemed. Listen, don't you listen to the voice of the enemy that says your children will never get saved. They'll never get delivered. But I come to tell you by faith, I come back and I look at the stone and say, God, you're still saving to the uttermost. You're still delivering and you're still setting free. You see, when you begin to look at the cross, you then find not just salvation, but you begin to find the stone of deliverance. Had it not been for the grace of God this morning, you'd still been strung out. You'd still been bound. You'd still been in a place of darkness. But because of the forgiveness of God, you're sitting in a place of deliverance. You hear me this morning? He is no respecter of person. So when the enemy comes along and says, this generation, they'll never get free. I go back to the stone and said, you know what? There's still deliverance in him. I need to talk to somebody this morning. Don't you dare give up on your baby. Don't you dare give up on a generation because he's still a God of deliverance. Oh, but preacher, you don't know. What I do know is he's still a God of healing. You see, in our, in our culture today, it's just, well, let's just get through it. But in God's culture, it's let's just get delivered from it. Let's get healed from it. Let's be made whole from it. We've lost that in the American church. We are in a place today where the stones have been lost. That's why we don't talk about, we don't operate in the realm of the divine healing because we've lost our focus. We don't see him in his power and his authority. What are you saying this morning, preacher? I'm telling you this morning, I gotta remind somebody that he's still the God of miracles. Maybe you need a miracle this morning. The world isn't going to be able to give it to you. No. But the God that you're serving, he is a miracle working God. Maybe that's an impossible situation. There was a Red Sea that was impossible. There was a Jordan that was impossible. 
There was a fiery furnace that was impossible. There was a lion's den that was impossible. But he's a God of miracles this morning. See, we got to take this generation. We got to take them from three songs and a message back to the stones. Can I tell you, he's still a God of provision. Hear me. When you trust him, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things shall be added. What he was saying is if you put me first, if you follow after me, if you surrender, listen, he says you'll never, you'll never need anything. He said, I always make sure that you're taken care of. Listen, it is amazing to me of how much weakness we find in the American church today. But we failed to take a generation and tell them and show them the stone of strength. He is our strength. He is our present help. Just in the good times. I don't think that's what it says, my friend. But in our times of trouble, our times of weakness, see, in recent years, we've just went through the formalities. We'll just do what we think is required of us. We've got rid of the anointing and because it cost us too much. And we settled for entertainment and therefore we removed the Holy Spirit and put him in a back room in a basement. But I got to take you back to a place and tell you that he's a God of the Holy Ghost and fire. This morning I got to tell somebody. That's a lie of the enemy that's telling you you don't need it. You need to stay away from it. But I'm going to tell you something. This is what will equip you to be a witness in your Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. you got to take a generation, young and old alike, and bring them back and tell them, you know what? You may have to climb some stairs, and you may have to isolate for 10 days. But I'm going to tell you something. If you do, you will walk out of there endued with power from on high. Cloven tongues will fall upon you, and you will begin to experience the anointing and the power of God. i got to get somebody back to this stone got a generation that's got to get back to the stone. Listen, uh, we can't continue to bury a generation before they've ever began to live. And you're not going to do it with a song. You're not going to do it with a message. Uh, but you're going to deliver them by the power and the anointing of God when you walk with the fire of the Holy Ghost in your life. Uh, because that's when the convicting power of God is present. Uh, listen, uh, there's a boldness that's got to come back to the church. Uh, we got to get rid of this whammy-pamby uh, attitude and say, well, I can't say anything uh, because that's a fortified place uh, that's a Jericho out there but can I tell you what you don't realize uh, is that when you begin to move under the unction and the obedience of God uh, he begins to strike fear in the Jericho uh, and they get stuck uh, and they say when are they coming uh, when are they coming uh, listen we'll come when we have this uh, but we got to get back to this Lean not into your own understanding. 
We got a generation trying to figure it all out intellectually. Can I tell you something? The Word of God is not an intellectual written book, but it is the inspired Word of God, inspired by the Holy Ghost. Listen, we got to have wisdom. You will never possess wisdom on the level that you need to until first of all you come back to the stone of the Holy Spirit till you get back to the place where you're operating in the strength of God till you get back to a place where you're under the provision of God listen uh, we are in a place right now where we need wisdom because when we have wisdom then we come to the stone where we have hope there is a hopeless generation today there's people under the sound of my voice this morning in this room as well as joining us by way of live stream you don't have any hope this morning You're just hoping you can make it this week, but you don't have any hope. But can I take you back to a place called Calvary? Uh, Can I take you back to an empty tomb uh, and tell you, uh, because he lives, uh, I can face tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what's in my tomorrow, uh, but I know who holds my tomorrow. Uh, And he said, uh, I'll never leave you, never forsake you, uh, but I'll be with you always, even to the end. Uh, Can I tell you, uh, you are protected in him. God did not design his church to drink vinegar and pickle juice. But he did design you to walk with joy. Not just any joy. But he says, because of everything back here, he said, I'll give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. Everybody says, I want the glory of the Lord. Let me give you this little nugget. You'll never have glory until first you experience joy. You're never going to get joy unless you come back to where he has you to be. Listen. Joy is what gives birth to peace. This morning, some of you are troubled. Some of you are full of uncertainty. Can I tell you? Peace. How can I have peace? I've shared the story on often occasions, but let me just hit it very quickly this morning. Mr. Sparta lost everything nearly in a Chicago fire. Lost nearly everything. But then he put his family on a boat, sending them for vacation. The last moment he was not able to board, he said, I'll join you in a few days got out into the ocean and the ship goes down his three daughters are lost his wife is saved he is heartbroken he is distraught but in the midst of everything when they get out there in the middle of the ocean the captain simply says sir right here is where it went down He was hovering over the place where his three daughters had lost their life. And he began to pen the words, It is well. It is well. It's because he understood the stone of the faith. He didn't understand it. He didn't like it. 
he was hurting. But he was still able to say, it is well. I got to tell you this morning, if he is your Lord and your Savior, you can stand this morning and say, it is well. In the midst of the bad report, it is well. In the midst of being heartbroken for my buddy and my friend this morning, I can stand here and tell you it is well. Because of that, I've got to remind you, there's a stone called victory. Let me, let me just be very honest and real with you today. If the enemy would have had his way, he would have destroyed you. He would have killed you. He would have made your life a complete uphill battle where it's upside down on its head this week where you, you wasn't even able to get out of bed this morning, but you're still walking, you're still moving, you're still breathing because he didn't have his way because there's still victory in Jesus. So what's all of this mean this morning? is we find that when Joshua came and he simply said, he said, you got to go get those 12 stones, each stone representing the tribe of Judah, uh, or tribe of Israel, I should say. We find that he said, we want this to be planted. We want this to be a memorial. We want it to never be forgotten. I have to ask, have we forgotten? Have we forgotten today in the midst of all of our blessing, in the midst of all of our favor, in the midst of all of the hustle and bustle of our life and all of our leisure, all of our comforts, have we forgotten really just how good God is? Is it possible this morning that we have areas in our life that are lacking and that are, have voids in it because we've forgotten what it really means to be bought with a price. Because can I tell you this morning, he didn't just save you. So that you could live in eternal bliss. But he saved you so you could walk in victory now and experience the provision now and the blessings of God now, and so that you could be his hands and feet, and so that you could touch a world. When I ask us this morning, how far is our reach today? Who and what are we really touching today? You see, if you don't have strength, you can't really reach too far. If you don't have wisdom, you can't really move too far. What I'm saying this morning is in the hour that we find ourselves today, and I'm hurrying. What I'm saying to you this morning is this. We read of the promised outpouring of a spirit. We read of the former and the latter coming together. But I have to remind you that we are not the generation on the other side of the Jordan. But we are a generation that's on this side of the Jordan. If you really read Joshua chapter 3, you hear these words. The underlying message of chapter 3 is this. 
when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be living in a tomorrow that you've never known. You're starting a new season. All of the stuff that's been going on in our world has brought about a sanctifying and a purifying of the church of Jesus Christ. The last 14, 15 months has not been wasted. But God has permitted and allowed so that there could be a purifying take place. And through this time, there's beginning to be the calling forth of the priest. There is a holy boldness that's coming back on the men of God in this nation. Please hear me. And through this boldness and through the prophetic voice that everybody, even the church, is kicking against because they don't understand it. The prophetic voice of the men of God and women of God in this land right now and other places around the globe. They have stepped into a place that nobody else has stepped. They've stepped into a Jordan that is raging out of its banks. And the reason the Jordan is raging because every all the noise, all the stuff that's going on right now in the season is because of the same reason that the Jordan in the natural always is raging. It's because of the season and the time that we're in. It's in a time of harvest. Now, don't miss this. The men of God, the women of God, the priest of God, the vocal giftings of the church has begun to transition into the Jordan, and they're standing firm. That's why you hear many men of God saying, we're not changing what we said. And people want to label them and criticize them. But listen, they're just saying this. We know what God said. And they've done began to experience the miracle working power of God. Listen, they was the first ones in. And they're standing there and they ain't been washed away yet. They're still standing firm. And now we're in a season where the people of God's beginning to transition from Jordan to Jordan over here. And as they're transitioning, as they're moving, I heard the Lord say very clearly yesterday, as I was driving down the road, just go get 12 stones. Remember the stones. Hear me. In this time of harvest, I want you to remember the stones. And as you rediscover the stones, notice what happens if you read the rest of the story. They stand firm, they do not move. Children of Israel all cross. Then the 12 designated men come in, put 12 stones on their shoulder. They go back over. And then Joshua says, it's time to come. Hear me. The priest carrying the ark of the Lord, which is always the type and the presence of God, transitions, steps out of the Jordan, and all of a sudden, the waters are released once they're out. And it says that the waters returned as they was before time. Meaning this, there began to be a raging of the water again. Here's what I want to say to you this morning in closing. We are transitioning and we are in possession of the stones 
and they are erected in the place where we're lodging. But I got to take you back to the prophet of God when he simply says this. He said, I see the cloud the size of a man's hand coming up out of the sea. Anybody remember that story? What he was saying is this. I see that there's a roar that's coming. When you get back to Joshua, you find this. It says, when the presence of God moved amongst the people and he transitioned them from this side of the Jordan to this side of the Jordan, from a place of bondage to a place of promise, then he allowed the roar of the Jordan to return. There is a returning of a roar that's coming. And this time, we're not going to be in a place of bondage, but we're going to be in a place of freedom. And as we begin to operate and move in this freedom, please hear me. And I don't have time to take this any further. I want to be, use wisdom this morning. I, I got a wisdom stone. I'm not going to preach an hour and ten minutes, all right? As we transition into this side of the Jordan, something's getting ready to happen. Here's what I want to tell you this morning to build your faith. When you read this story, I want you to listen good. When they crossed the Jordan, they crossed by or nigh the city of Jericho. And they looked like they was at their greatest battle, but they was getting ready to experience their greatest victory to that day. I'm going to tell somebody this morning, just come back to the stones because that thing in front of you that think is going to destroy you is getting ready to become your greatest victory to date. Here's what I want to say this morning as they come to the music. We have found ourselves sitting by Jordan, but no longer are we sitting, but we are transitioning. Do not forget the provision of God. I'm going to come down one more time, and then we're going to pray. Is there somebody in this house this morning who's believing for the salvation of a loved one, a son or a daughter? I want to see your hand. Somebody. One of you that raised that, I want you to come and get this stone by faith this morning. Somebody get it. Just don't fight over it. I'll get you another one. I'll write another one. Maybe you know somebody this morning that really is bound by strongholds in their life. I'm not going to ask you what it is. But maybe you know somebody that needs deliverance and you're praying that you love them dearly. Maybe it can be a son or a daughter, friend, whoever. Somebody want this one. I'm going to tell you something. He's a God of deliverance. I'm believing this morning. Maybe you're here this morning. You say, you know what? I, I need some victory in my life. Or, there's some, or I need a victory in my circumstance. Can I tell you this morning, you can have victory. Would anybody like a stone of victory this morning? You can have it. Come get it, buddy, if you want it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
Maybe you're here today and you say, man, I sure could use some peace. Maybe you say, I just don't know. You say, I need some peace this morning. Somebody wants some peace. I know they're just rocks. But maybe today you're sitting here and you say, man, I, I sure would. I sure could use some hope because it sure does look dark around me. Somebody just come and get some hope this morning if you'd like it. Let this be a reminder, a memorial that your God is a God of hope. Anybody want joy? Anybody want hope? I'm going to leave them up here. You can come and get them if you'd like. How about you say, Lord, I need some wisdom in my life. Maybe I need a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost in my life. Listen, you don't have to be ashamed. I'm just telling you to take that home, put it somewhere, use it as a doorstop. But everywhere you look at it, every time you look at it, you say, you know what? He's my provision. He's my source. Maybe you're weak this morning. You need strength. Get whatever one you'd like there, sis. Maybe you need a healing in your body. Maybe somebody needs a healing. And you say, you know what? I'm believing that this is going to be their healing. Or maybe there's a miracle. There's an impossible situation. But you come. You say, it's just an old rock, preacher. Yeah, it is. But I'm going to tell you that he is still the chief cornerstone of my life. And no matter what you may have need of today, he is. And he always will be what you need him to be. What I'm saying today is in the midst of darkness, the church has to rediscover the stones of their faith because when we rediscover them, we become powerful men and women of God that is able to turn a world upside down. So do you believe? Do you believe that he's still all that we need? On this Mother's Day, as we celebrate those that have given life to us naturally, let us also celebrate the one that has given us life spiritually and for eternity. Today, you don't have to leave the way that you came bound, oppressed, tormented, sick, or lame for the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. What does that mean, preacher? It means he's still saving, still healing, still delivering, still setting free, still making a way when it seems to be no way. So that means no matter what you walked in here with this morning, you may walk in here overwhelmed, Exhausted, full of fear, anxiety, sickness, disease. Doesn't matter. Because when he arose, he rose in victory, he rose in power, and he rose in authority. And he is the God of the impossible. I just feel like this morning, some of you under the sound of my voice feel like that there's impossible situations in front of you. But if you'll trust in Jesus, 
if you'll trust in Jesus, the impossible becomes possible. As we stand all over the house this morning, please. As they just prepare to minister the course of a song, here's what I'm going to do this morning. Let me give you these words from the psalmist. Psalms 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless the Lord, O my soul, Forget not his benefits. Here's what I want to say before we pray. He loves you. He loves you this morning. And he's still saying, Come unto me, all ye that are labor heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon. Lean on me, saying, rest in me this morning. If you need something in your life, maybe you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, you can do that today. Maybe you need a healing touch in your body, you can do that today. Maybe you need encouraged. Maybe there's a situation you're trying to navigate through. He can give you wisdom. He can give you understanding. Maybe you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You haven't yet received that gift that he freely offers to all that will believe and trust in him. You can receive that today, even in a setting such as this. But you must willingly step out by faith and say, God, I believe. I believe that you are more than able. Hi everybody, this is Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.